Welcome, everybody, to Who's Your Band? I am Jeffrey Paul. This week, we have an interesting show lined up for you. This is a show that we've been doing for about four years, because we've been doing the show for about four years, and it's something that we debate about. And so I'd like to bring in my co-host, Sean Morton. And Hi. Hello, Sean Morton. And Hi. Uh, what? Hi. Are you saying hi? Yes. God, you know, with, with, with two seconds of the show. I said three minutes in. I said three times. Fucking annoying. Annoying? I think I feel. This is the third day in a row I got to see your dumb face. And we also have our producer, Adam Holtz. Hey, Adam. Hey, guys. Yeah, and I mean, Adam. You, could, you couldn't look more hipster than you do <laughs> right now. I mean, well, you know, this is screaming. It's like, you know, kombucha during the day and craft beer at night. That's all it's screaming to me. Well, the thing is, he just came back from a pro Hamas rally, so I mean, he really <laughs> didn't get a chance. Christ, yeah. yeah, he didn't get oh, a chance. To, no, he didn't get a chance to kind of trim that beard in you know, while he was down in the Williamsburg. I just oh, realized I just what need he a looks knit like. cap on. <laughs> you know, who he looks like. You ever see that video for the rich rich men from the north, the Oliver Oliver Anthony guy? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep, I know. Like <laughs> yeah, you're really growing out that beard. You're looking very very Nordic. I know. I feel like I. I think I got to trim it. I think I. I think I got to trim it pretty soon. Oh, you better like get on a uh, on a ship to Denmark, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, man. Th- like I said, this is a very interesting episode because when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, nominations come out, uh, some of them you're like, okay, I see it. Some of them you say, I don't see it. And there's oh it always sparks debate, especially yeah. like you know not only the nominees but who they're gonna put in. So what we thought we'd do today is that we would give our five uh, nominations. We pick our five who we think should be in this year's class. So can so, I run them all? Can I run them off? Who the uh, who, who the uh, nominees are? Yeah, go ahead. I gotta tell you, I think this is. This is if picking five out of this one was actually kind of tough for me. It's been tougher than years past, but there's a yeah, couple definitely. that you could already scratch off. But you can make a case for just about almost everyone on this close list. Close to it. Yeah, close to it. So you start off, I'm just going in alphabetical order. Uh, you got Mary J. Blige, who was a huge hip hop artist in the 90s, 16 chart topping albums. Now, uh, listen, I, I have to say this is alphabetical order because if I, if I said she was number two, I, I, I'd be it, wrong. You know, it's Mariah Carey. What I tell you, Adam? What I tell you <laughs> off screen? I said this fucking idiot is going to like be gushing all over. Well, listen, you can't you, you can't put a price on perfection, you know. <laughs> uh, then you got Cher, uh, Dave Matthews Band, uh, great rap artist Eric B. and Rakim. Yeah, they're good. Foreigner, Peter Frampton. This is Jeff Sarah. You got Jane's Addiction, uh, Cool in the Gang, uh, Lenny Kravitz, Oasis, Sinead O'Connor, Ozzy Osbourne, Sade, and A Tribe Called Quest. Okay, now, if if we were going to play a game here, and the game was going to be, who do I think that you guys would pick? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I have two. That I'm definitely not on my list. Who I think Sean would pick. Um, I have at least one on my list that I think Adam would pick. 
Hmm. Right. I, let, I can pretty much name Jeff's five. <laughs> well, <laughs> you should. You, know you should do. You should write them down. Yeah. And see if at the end of the show, if your five match my five. I'm gonna do that right now. Okay. I'm and, gonna write this down. And wh- while you're doing that, I'm gonna do the same thing. Like I said, I don't. Ha- I don't know who your five will be. I have an idea, but I know I'm gonna put down two that I know Sean would pick. Okay. And I'm going to write those down. And I'm going to be shocked if you don't pick these two. Really? And, then I'm gonna, and then I have definitely one who I think Adam would pick. Adam, are you doing the same thing? Uh, yep, I got two for Sean. Um, I think I got probably all five of yours. <laughs> Am I that predictable? Wow, predictable much? Right. Am I that predictable? Okay. Uh, yeah, see, you guys can see you both. You guys can go in different directions. Okay, I think I, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm that predictable, but we'll see. All right, so let's um, let's get started. And you know what? Let's go with Adam first. Adam, go with go with like your, your your number five, and then we'll work our way up to who we think definitely number one, no doubt about it. This person should be in. All right, I'm gonna go with a long shot. <clears throat> for number five but i think and the same thing like you said before it's you know going through this list you can make a case for any of these there's a lot of deserving bands on here a lot of deserving artists on here uh my number five is jane's addiction and okay. is that it no no i was gonna <laughs> i was waiting to see if you if you figured out that i was gonna pick jane's addiction no i'm not gonna review yeah, you, you that was on my list for adam 100 percent. i know but i was 100 percent well, that's not who, who I pick. You know what? When when we name an artist and we hit that person on the list, just just kind of like acknowledge it, okay? We can do that, that Jeffrey. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, no, I I didn't have that on, on my list for you, Adam. All right. So, wh- um, why James Addiction? All right. I think. Uh, well, for, first off, that's my my era of music, the '90s, and. First, I want to see more 90s bands get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was looking at the list yesterday. We got Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Rage Against the Machine, Foo Fighters, Radiohead, and Green Day. Uh, and well, Nine Inch Nails also. So we got seven, seven on there. I think uh, Jane's Addiction is one of those bands that, you know, they, they really kind of cross, they, they crossed over early on, right before Nirvana, kind of breaking through the underground to get into the mainstream. So I don't get I don't think they get as much credit. I mean, they they were really short lived for the most part. I mean, they got two incredible albums, nothing shocking, uh, Ritual to Habitual. And, uh, you know, those are two albums that in the 90s, you found that every single CD case that somebody had. And, um, you know, you have um, I think one of the other big things is just how much of a champion um, they were towards kind of creating this alternative rock community and especially with um uh perry farrell starting up uh, Lollapalooza too i mean you can't really discount that i think that works towards their favor too Wait, does, uh, let me interrupt you there for a second okay so does does that reflect on perry farrell separately or does it also reflect on the band that would put them into the rock and roll well thing? it actually Cause I, think I, look it reflects at, cause I look at them two separately I think, well, I mean, part of it was Lollapalooza started up as their kind of farewell. I mean, I think it was 91 where it started up. Um, And that was really made for Jane's Addiction to kind of have this farewell tour. I mean, they were very, I mean, they're still around, but they were kind of short-lived, a lot of breaking up, getting back together. Um, But I was reading some interviews with them, and even Dave Navarro said he was a, 
he was a deadhead back in the 80s and he kind of wanted to and the whole band wanted to kind of cultivate this um community and they kind of did it through Lollapalooza so I think and just like you know besides their music just having Lollapalooza having to be able to break a lot of these um kind of diverse artists too uh in the 90s it also spark this traveling festival I mean you saw it with it you know you saw it with Lilith Fair you saw it with uh you know this kind of sparked Coachella, sparked Bonnaroo. Um, you know, I think they had a pretty big impact. You, you, you're going to give, you're going to give, what's, what's that festival you were just talking about? The one... Bonnaroo or no, Coachella? The, oh, no, <laughs> the the one, the, no, the one that um, James Law 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 you're gonna, Yeah, yeah you're going to give them the credit over Woodstock of sparking well, I mean, like... festivals? It was a huge oh, festival, Jeff. It was a huge I know, no, figure, no, figure. I've been, how... I've been, I've been to, to to multiple uh Lollapalooza festivals. Okay. The, the, my my thing is I I don't look at them, you know, as going hand in hand. That would kind of like like you're you're named seven bands, and I can think of more bands from the nineties that I think are more deserving musically that should go into the rock and roll hall of fame than uh Jane's Addiction. Uh, I'm trying to think of the impact they made on. I mean, when they get, got cooked stealing is their biggest song. They had a couple of other uh, uh, big hits. Jane well, says, I mean, yeah, yeah. Jane says, okay. Uh, there's that other one, uh, Mountain Song. Uh, yeah, Mountain Song. That was the one with you know the video with the tidal wave. You know, the surfing. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that was uh, a good song. But I mean, is, is there enough depth there for to, for them to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Um, listen, you may say that about a couple of my selections, but um, I don't know. I, I with but when it comes to the festivals, I thought there were festivals. You know, there was the US Festival in in the eighties that came way before Lollapalooza. So I don't know if I'm giving Lollapalooza the the credit for starting with the whole festival. Uh, thing, well, I think know? it's. I just think it's it's it was uh, something different. Do you, I mean? Do you remember how many? I can't really even think of any traveling festivals that were going on um there weren't any, especially because which one there weren't any that, yeah. you're right and this this was a huge huge undertaking in music that that started with with Lollapalooza because then you had Ozfest and then you had a bunch of the yeah, the more festival stuff and yeah, yeah, once people realize you can make money you know putting together these packages you know and, and listen they they were great I mean I saw so many good bands on this but, but they were long too um what would you say, John? What would you be your choice? Number five. Oh, I didn't Number know. I, was, I wasn't going in order. I'm just going to pick random people. Yeah, if that. That's okay with you people. Yeah. Uh, right off the top, I think I'm going to surprise all of you. We're going to throw a monkey wrench in. Uh, you got to put goddamn motherfucking cool in the gang in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to piggyback on this one because this is that was going to be my next. That was going to be my choice. You have to up. put them in the Hall of Fame. I mean, let, Jesus. let me hear. Let me hear you have a, a reason why. Then I'll give you mine. Oh, my God. When I think of, like, 70s soul, that's one of the first bands that pops into my brain, without a doubt. And they're still on tour. They still perform. They're an amazing live band. And I think there's not one person on this earth who doesn't know a Cool in the Gang song. Mm -hmm. You put on Celebration at a wedding, every single person gets up and knows the song and starts dancing. I I couldn't agree with Sean more about putting Cool in the Gang in. This is a band that goes back to 1964, and there are different incarnations. They were much different than the, than the uh, versions that came out in the 80s and the 90s. Um, 
a lot of people don't know that the song Jungle Boogie, which was like a real like urban dance song that was, I think, in, later included on this Saturday Night Live uh, Fever soundtrack. But it was a song before, the hit before uh, Saturday Night Fever. Um, that's cool in the gang. And then they put out albums like Ladies Night and Celebrate and added singer JT James Taylor, who me and my friends, we love this guy. He was smooth. He could sing. He can dance. I mean, he really changes who Cool and the Gang is. And then like Sean said, they have the the monster, monster hit celebration. They have uh, Get Down On It. They have Joanna. They have Misled. They have Tonight. They have cherish i mean if you go to a wedding chances are you're going to hear two or three of these songs at just about any wedding you're going to uh, go to and the thing is they are badass you know they were the opening act for van halen from 2012 to 2014 um robert cool bell you know one of the most underrated bass players you're going to hear. I mean, I just think their legacy, I think anything, you know, their music is going to stand the test of time. It's stand uh, generations. I totally agree. Cool and the Gang needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 100%. What about you, Adam? What do you think? I didn't have Cool and the Gang on my list, but, you know, I definitely (laughs) could see. (laughs) That was not one of the ones I put on on my choices for you. Yeah, um, I actually did. I'm not gonna lie. I put it on there, but whatever. But Adam, on once in a while. Adam, what's the next one? All right. Um, this uh, I, I went with uh, Lenny Kravitz as my next one. I I, I didn't put him down. Jesus, I, I didn't put him on yours either. This is this is <laughs> this is an Adam selection so far. Everything you picked, I have not picked so far. Yeah, but... and uh, you know, this is more of a um, uh, objective pick. I, I think like I, I don't know if personally I would have I would have gone with him. I was kind of thinking of who would go, who would could have kind of embody the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I think he's one of two artists that are on here that you think of when you think of rock and roll. And I also think that uh, Lenny Kravitz is somebody that you know boomers know all the way down to Gen Z. So um, you know I think. Uh, I don't know. It's more more about like the personification, kind of a, a who like. I mean, I think we've talked about um, uh, certain guys that you can't picture as being uh, something other than a rock and roll star. I he's, he's a real rock them. star. Yeah, he's right. I think we all kind. Of, he's he's a badass player. He looks great. You know he you know he writes good songs. This is not a bad pick here. You know, I, 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 I will I will piggyback on it and say that he is in my top five as well. Yeah, see, I, 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 I don't have him in here, but I'm curious to hear why you think he's in. Is I've the same seen, I've Adam seen the whole, I've seen his entire career from the very beginning when he started off with like Let Love Rule when it was kind of like mm-hmm. hippie-ish and then busting to Mama Said with Slash playing guitar and It Ain't Over Till It's Over. And every album, like the first four albums progressively got better and better and better. And then he kind of trailed off. A lot of artists do this. They kind of trail off a little bit. And, you know, they have like one or two albums where you don't have the hit. But if you put if you put out a greatest hits album, is right now you got you got a double disc. Oh, yeah. Is he, I, I look at him like when it comes to hit making and, and, and level of 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 star as kind of like a Sheryl Crow, yep. you know. Um, I so I although I didn't if I'm voting. And I had to put five. I think because of the list that's out now, I don't put him in. 
but I'm not saying I would not not put him in down the road. Um, okay. my, my number four is going to be Cher. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you have that, Sean? Um, did I have that for you? <laughs> no, I had it for Adam. <laughs> I, I had my Cher as my number three. <laughs> okay. Wow, but I here, got one right for you. Good. Well, here's the reason why I pick Cher. Um, one, it, you talk about legacy. You talk about uh, you know enduring like decades of 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 music and and changing. Okay, like she starts out in Sunny and Cher. You know, hit I got you, babe. Early solo stuff. I mean, talking, you know, early to mid 70s songs like Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, uh, Half Breed, Dark Lady. Okay. And then as the, the, the decade starts to change, she changes with it and comes out with a, a massive disco hit uh, with Take Me Home. Again, music starts to change, technology starts to change in the 80s and 90s. Um, she comes out with hits like if I could turn back time, she reinvents herself. Um, I found someone, um, save up all your tears. These are great, great songs. They're pop songs. And then when we talk about technology changing, she becomes the queen of auto-tune in Believe. Now, I don't know if you guys ever heard her sing it without the auto-tune. It's really just as good. So she just doesn't stop there. And I'm not even talking about her uh, movie career. Her duets, she has a couple of really impressive duets. I don't know if you guys are familiar. She did one in the early 80s with uh, Meatloaf uh, on a song called Rock and Roll and Brew, which is a great, great rocker. Yeah. Yeah. And then she does like this really pretty ballad, uh, After All, with Peter Cetera. That's a good song. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And she had like a number one album uh, last year with her Christmas album. I think when you look at Cher, just musically, I'm not even talking about TV or movies. I think just musically, you know, she I'm I'm shocked she wasn't in already. Yeah. But I think she yeah. she really should get in now. Yeah, that was a surprise when I read the list too. I was I was convinced that she was in for a while already. I had no idea that she wasn't in. And you know, I found someone's actually it's probably a top ten favorite song of mine of all time. I just absolutely love that song. And I'm not sure if you know who actually wrote it. Was it Desmond Child? Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah. You know, I could see him in that in that vein. Right? He's got a yeah. great version of it too. It's a little different, but it's a, it's a really good version of, of uh, his song that she did. Michael Bolton was a great songwriter and could write like these edgy rock pop songs. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, what do you think about this one, Adam? Share for yeah, so I, yay nay. Yeah, no, I had share at number three. Um, and he was on on your list. Yeah, share was on my list number three okay cool <laughs> but uh all right so i mean she, she's one of the most iconic artists um that's in this class and uh in this nominating class and um i think i read somewhere where she's had a number one hit in seven decades which there's only one other band that's been able to do that and that was the rolling stones that's pretty impressive and hmm. so i mean just on that alone i feel like um whether it be you know, 60s, should... 70s, 80s, 80s, 90s, 90s, yeah, 2000s, yeah, 10s, yeah, yeah, wow. Um, now I heard that she just trashed the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame pretty recently, uh, saying she would never in a million years go to it or so, something to that extent. So we'll we'll have to see. Um, you know, it's <laughs> so if you're betting, if either one of you guys are betting, do you think she gets in? Yeah, I think so. What do you think? I've Adam? not seen her name like, on the on the ballot for 
as long as I, I can remember. And so that's I think why I thought she was going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. So we. Yeah, I think somehow she kind of gets in. Um, yeah. Sean, sure, what's your number three? I'm pretty sure he's on your list, Jeffrey. I'm pretty sure. The Godfather of heavy metal, Ozzy Osbourne, deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of yep. Fame as a solo artist. Black Sabbath is in. There is no reason why Ozzy should not be in the Hall of Fame. And think of it this way. Ozzy has a hundred more hits than Black Sabbath ever did. He's more of a pop culture icon than Black Sabbath ever was. He had the the hit TV show, which brought him back into the into the spotlight with his family. I really think uh, I, I think he needs to get in, quite frankly, because I don't know if he has much time left. Yeah. You know, uh, put him in now at this point. I, I agree with you. And that's my number three as well, Ozzy. Um, first of all, look at the guitar players he introduced to the world. Randy Rhodes, Brad Gillis, Jakey Lee, Zach Wild. Um, he when he when they put together his solo band, you know, they really do put together like an all-star band led by Bob Daisley, who writes a lot of the songs who and who Sharon kind of screws out with uh with, with with royalties and and writing credit on it, incredible bass player. But look at the amount of multi platinum albums that this guy had put out in a row. Blizzard of Oz, the debut album, of one, really a fantastic debut album. When he was competing with Sabbath, you know, Sabbath had come out first with uh, Heaven and Hell, and people were like, wow, man, this is really good. You know, I guess we'll never hear from Ozzy. And then Ozzy's like, yeah, hold my beer, and comes out with Blizzard of Oz and introduces us to Randy Rhodes and these guitar solos on songs like Mr. Crowley and it's just remarkable it's a multi multi platinum album then he follows it up with Diary of a Madman uh, Bark at the Moon Ultimate Sin No Rest for the Wicked No More Tears I mean this is an incredible run by anybody of any genre let alone like a solo artist who already had a Hall of Fame career in, in another band you know I think you'd have to find look pretty far to find someone else who's had a career like this but as a solo artist I think this music stands on his own his uh you know patient number nine the last uh, album that he put out was excellent you know uh his duet with uh post Malone also he's still relevant into yeah. his 70s mm -hmm. yeah I don't know how he is not it if Stevie Nicks is in as a solo artist, it's a it's it's a it's a sin that this guy is not in as a solo artist. It always goes back to yep. Stephen Nicks and Pat Benatar, right? You know, Pat Benatar <laughs> is it? And I, I got a couple of other people who who I have to crusade for. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, I know. <clears throat> <Yeah>. made <clears throat> who, who who actually may be we may be talking about today. All right, Adam, number two. <clears throat> All right, so number two, um, I'm gonna go with Sean's favorite, Mariah Carey. <laughs> you can't deny it that's the thing right. you all want to make fun of it but you can't deny perfection that's the whole thing you cannot deny this musical what does that mean you say you keep saying that what does that mean what that she's perfection yeah how doesn't hasn't put out a bad song not not hard to look at great amazing voice one of the highest octave ranges ever recorded in music history uh, complete pop culture icon. Yep. Every woman in the world wants to be her. Every man wants to be with her. How could you not pick the most perfect ultimate package? Adam, do you feel like he's like auditioning right now for WWE? Sean <laughs> <laughs> sure, on the mic. Like he's lost the weight. Now he's got to get some muscles. And then I think he's ready to go. <laughs> I could do it. 
Be a 48-year-old rookie. <laughs> what do you think, Adam? Why you know, uh, Mariah Carey? You know, I mean, just pretty much everything that Sean said. She She's a pop culture icon. Uh, she has 16 number one hits in the 90s alone. Um, you know, and she's also – and I think um, what kind of – the knock on her is that, um, you know, she's more pop, but I think she crosses over. I mean, she has that um, supposedly uh, that she had she did like some some uh, alt rock album in the nineties yeah. that I guess is it's know, hopefully someday gets unearthed. But uh, but it's leaked. I mean, you can hear some some like demo weird horrible shit, but it's it's I would love to hear it too. I think it was done like yeah. in ninety five or so, ninety five or ninety six, like when the whole uh, whole uh cranberries kind of vibe was out there she decided to put this out let me tell you something i would go see that show any day put her in a little flannel little flannel crop oh, top yeah. <laughs> just, just tie it in the front like, like, a, a, like a farmer's daughter's look i i can i can i can deal with that i, I can go with that i i can i can in fact i might leave the podcast right now and think about that actually <laughs> oh, come on yeah is her Christmas song, is that the number one Christmas song now of all time? Yeah, and, you know, the, the, people hate it because they're like, oh. It, oh, that's it's, a great look, song. It's undeniable. Just, people just want to hate it for the sake of hating it, just like Nickelback and Creed and all these bands. That is the last great original Christmas song yeah. that's been recorded. And you can't, it's going to take another 30, 40, 50 years for an original Christmas song to top that. She is the queen of Christmas. She is the queen mm -hmm. of my heart. She is the queen of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame coming up very soon. I, I'm telling you, I can't believe it. I, we had to wait this long. I know the answer to this, Adam, but I'm going to ask Sean this question anyway. Sean, have you ever seen her in concert? I have. I've seen the Christmas show once, and it was great. That's, and I and I met it? her in person. Yeah, I met her in person. I waited online with a very dear friend of mine, Jess Sager, who is also a huge mariah carey fan we waited five and a half hours outside in the freezing cold waiting to meet her for a cd signing i got how old were you uh i don't know 43 it's only a few years ago <laughs> i don't give a shit you think i care about that it's awful you think i give a shit about that five hours you know what did you do when you met her uh, I just wanted to say I've been a very big fan of yours, and I just want to let you know you are much more beautiful in person than you are on television. Fucking cornball. I, bet, I, I know that in the back of his head, he was hoping he would charm her, and she would say, you know something? No, you're, such you a know dear, you're such a dear man. You know, no. Why don't you come be part of my entourage? No, Jeffrey, that was going through your wrong. head. Because perfection understands perfection. That's what it is. You know, and who are you, who are you Kramer in the soup Nazi? No, I don't watch that garbage <laughs> show. Number one, no, she was. Uh, look, you put all this shit aside, and as Adam said, she's one of the highest selling artists of all time. She has some of the greatest pop songs of the '90s and 2000s. When you when you associate the '90s, she's one of those people that you associate yeah. with. You know, the, you have like the one hit wonder kind of vibe from the 90s, which I think was a big part of it, like third eye blinds and the, you know, the Jumbawombas and all that bullshit. But as far as staying power, I think you you go with like Mariah Carey, you go with Christina Aguilera, you go with uh, Britney Spears, you go with that kind of uh, vibe. And she's she is the queen of everything. And she's the queen of my heart.
when you said at the beginning of the show that this was a very hard list, yeah, and you had to cut people off. First person I, I picked was this. I knew I I said I said it to my wife, I said it to everybody who would listen to me. I go, We're doing this show, and I know that Morton is absolutely number one on his list is Mariah Carey. That's the no-brainer. Now he has to pick four. Okay. Yeah. But for me, it was it really I knew I had to pick somebody uh, from this ilk. And it was between her and Cher. I just thought, because of age and because you know, you know, longer, longer blood in the game. I really thought Cher was a little bit more deserving at this point than Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey will eventually get in if she don't get in this time around. She's um, getting in first ballot by by far. Um, is is this her first time eligible to be on this? Yeah, because I think her album came first record came out in ninety. No, actually, no. This is not her first year. So it's 25 years from the day of your first release. And her first release came out in 91. So she's been eligible for a long time, if you think about it. It's funny. Now I'm annoyed. Now I'm pissed off. Thank you for reminding me about this. This should have happened. This is a travesty. This should have happened seven, eight years ago. Well, you know, this is the perfect segue for my number two guy. Okay. And it's Peter Frampton, yep. who okay. is, is just. You had you had him written down that I was going to oh, go yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this, it's, first of all, it's a joke, man. Peter Frampton shows up to all the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Politically, he does the right thing by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's he's like the greatest guy in the world, it seems like. you know. And you look at his career, okay? Just let's look at the career. He starts out, you know, as, as a teenager in Humble Pie. And they, you know, you may uh, know them. They had a song called uh, I Don't Need No Doctor. Um, um, he is in the 70s. It, it was really Frampton Comes Alive. I think Frampton Comes Alive and Kiss Alive that really started the whole live, you know, uh, album tr trend. I would say the three albums, Kiss, Frampton, Cheap Trick all blew up because of their live albums. It really put but this album was special. And it was special because it's an eight eight time, eight time uh platinum selling album with huge hits like Show Me the Way, uh I Love You, you know, baby I love you away. Uh do you feel like we do? Um and then he comes out, you know, he gets he gets this enormous career of fame. He does a disaster of a movie, um, uh, Sergeant Pepper on, on the, with, with the Beatles, and, you know, uh, songs with uh, the Bee Gees in it, and Steve Martin, Aerosmith, who had a big hit from it. Um, but then he came out with a solo album uh, after some of the 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 the, the stink wore off from, from this colossal bomb. And it's not Frampton's fault at all. It's it's uh, the guy who. Uh, uh, who ran Casablanca, who really kind of uh, pushed it, Neil Bogart. Um, but he comes out with the album I'm In You, okay? And it becomes a big hit. And then on that as well was Roadrunner, Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Um, in the 90s, he's uh, playing guitar, filling in for Stevie Ray Vaughan and plays a, on Bowie's Glass Spider Tour. Um, he's in the Musicians Hall of Fame. And then in 86... He comes uh, with a comeback album called Premonition and had a huge hit called Lying. Okay. Um, his version of uh, the Beatles song, uh, uh, Why My Guitar Gently Weeps, is one of the best cover versions of that song or any song I've ever heard. Um, I just think Peter Frampton, his guitar playing, his 
his his style that kind of sh uh, started to shape music. Uh, I think this guy is long overdue and should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he stinks. That's it? That's your <laughs> big comeback? That's it. I don't think he deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think he had Frampton Comes Alive and that's it. Baby, I Love Your Way. And it got redone like in the 90s. Ah, it's an overrated pick. By Will to it was Power. the first pick. When I wrote these picks down, it's the first <laughs> pick that I put that you were going to pick. Absolutely. Oh, you call me predictable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, the thing is, we've been hanging out too much. And we, we really yeah, I've seen you way too other. much this weekend. This is not, I'm not used to this. I'm not, I'm, I don't plan on seeing you for at least another four or five months. I swear to Christ. I had enough Adam, Adam, did you go with Frampton? Originally, I had Frampton at four. I went with Lenny Kravitz uh, over Frampton, but I think that Frampton will probably get the will probably get the uh, the spot over Lenny Kravitz just because of so his age. And yeah. um, well, he's also sick too, so he's probably not going to be. Well, you know what? He's yeah. he was uh, actually. Uh, I don't know if you knew. Dustin and I went to his farewell show uh, at Madison Square Garden, and that was supposed to be like the last time he's playing, and that's why he played Madison Square Garden. Uh, but now he's he's touring again. He'll be touring this summer. Yeah, but I think he sits down and plays now. I don't think. Yeah, I, I I think it's going to be uh, an acoustic. But listen, any time you get a chance to see Peter Frampton, I mean, it, it's it's worth it. I mean, this he really does put on a great show. He's yeah, a, I'll take your word for it. He's a great player and should one hundred percent be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I am dying to hear you guys number ones. Well, I had my number one spoiled by fucking uh, bearded O'Malley over here. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with number two. Yeah. You want to hear it? I don't think you're going to guess it. I'm telling you right now. I, I am going to guess it because oh, uh, I wrote it down. Go ahead. I wrote it down. You're right. I, okay. I put down a tribe call quest by you. Try again. Adam. All right. Let me see. It's your number two. Let's Two. Number two. Oh, um, Sinead O'Connor. I am going to get a lot of shit from people that I love for this band, but I went with the Dave Matthews band. Fucking oh, hate them. Two. Oh, God. I went that, with Dave Matthews I, band. They, oh, I'm sorry, Adam, before, before he goes on, did you pick Dave Matthews band for no. number one? Okay, no. that's who I... No, shit, really? That's who, that's who I had. I thought he was going to go Dave Matthews. I had Dave I had Adam as, as Dave Matthews as his number one. Me too. Me too. This I'm shocked. This guy. This guy. I'm shocked. Monkey wrenches I in here. I can't wait to hear his number one. <laughs> Adam was saving you for the end. For he fucking picked one. Sade, didn't he? This motherfucker... No, shut up! <laughs> no, 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 I want to hear who he, who he picked. But go ahead. Why? Why Dave Matthews band? Um, I'm I a little surprised I, at you at this. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I like them. I'm not. I'm not going to say that I'm a Dave Matthews hater. I I do like them. I love the first couple albums. I've seen them a, a ton of times in concert. Uh, the thing for me though is they kind of they kind of morphed a little bit and they morphed into more of like that Grateful Deadish kind of fish jam bandy. Mm -hmm. Right. They have right. the the cult following kind of thing and like I got friends who have seen them two hundred plus times. I don't like get that. Travel all over the country. I don't get it. How many times I, can you hear? I don't get it. It's marching. Well, no, that's a great song, but like I, the last time I saw them, I got to tell you, I was really unimpressed. It was, it was just one of those set lists where they definitely catered to not the casual fan. If you know yeah, what play, I mean, play, play, plays four hours and plays six songs. 
Well, yeah, they, they do play some long ones, but like they really, I think they did. Like if you weren't a, a huge fan, you might have known two or three songs of the set list that they played. It was a lot of deep cuts, a lot of jammy shit. But again, this is one of those bands from the 90s that I, I tend to identify the 90s with. They really, uh, that was a huge sound that came out with them. And for a long period, man, they were, they were really on top of the rock world. And I don't mean like heavy metal. I mean like as far as radio rock, for a good uh, four or five years, yeah. man, they, no one beat on, them. On, on FM radio, they were huge. Uh, Crash Into Me, I remember, was played yeah. all the time. It's still played on the on the radio a lot. Um, I mean, I guess this, I could see if they get in, I'm not going to blow a gasket, but just personally for me, this is not a band that I can listen to, man. I can, I, I, I would, I would get real upset. Like if, if we were driving and you said, "Hey, man, look, can I just play my my Dave Matthews CD?" No, I, I couldn't take this. Yeah, I mean, like I, I probably won't go see them again in concert for a while unless they do like a, if they announce they're going to do like a 30th anniversary where they're going to play the whole first album mm -hmm. or the whole second album. Then I might, I might go and do that. But uh, I just, I can't discount what they did for music i mean they really brought back the whole jam band kind of uh scene as well too and you gotta remember like you know when we go to a metal show or something like that you know these are decent people the people who don't like to take showers have to go see a band too and this is the band they kind of flock to yeah I, again not a fan I, i'm gonna go yeah. with my number one then we'll go with yours and then we, I, I can't wait to hear adams okay i i don't know if you guys saw this one coming um, but my number one, and it's it's a shame, and this is all based on politics with the Hall of Fame, okay, is Foreigner. No, right? Jeff, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't um, think that go. you picked all Foreigner, five. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Holy wait, wait, Adam, throw that shot. I think you named every, you got my list perfectly. He named everyone on my list. Um, uh, almost in order too. Um, you wonder why I call you a hack. You wonder. You're, most <laughs> you're more predictable no. than a rerun. No, but he. Oh God. Okay. Um, Mick Jones, Lou Graham. Lou Graham, one of the best voices to come out of of rock and roll. Um, he, he, let's go through their albums because they would put out an album a year and. They were massive until Lou Graham leaves the band, okay? And everyone knows what uh, uh, Farner was. It was three English guys, uh, three Americans. That's why they call the band Farner, okay? But Mick Jones, who was a control freak, okay, alienates guys in the band. He has a little, you know, he had a dust-up with uh, Jan Wanner, uh, who runs the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, okay, which is the reason why they haven't been on the ballot before, okay? But look at their debut albums in uh, 77, Feels like the first time. Cold as ice. Long, long way from home. Fucking three amazing songs. They follow it up the next year in 78. Okay. Double Vision. Okay. Great song number three. Number three album that year on the Billboard charts. Hot-Blooded. Blue Morning, Blue Day. And the title uh, track, uh, Double Vision. So we, we now have six major hits. And they're not even done yet because they're following year they come out in 79 with head games dirty white boys okay um now you're up to eight major uh, hits in three years this is really good foreigner then reinvents itself as a four-piece okay 
and they come up with Foreigner 4, which is considered basically their masterpiece. It's a great, great album. Has some, some songs that you put them on today and they still stand the test of time. Songs like uh, Jukebox Hero, mm -hmm. Waiting for a Girl Like You, Urgent, you know, which has that great sax solo in it. You got hit after hit after hit that. And that came out in 81. 84, they come out with Agent Provocateur. Okay, which is a really good album, top five album in the United States that year. Um, and the huge hit single was off as I Want to Know What Love Is. Okay, and I want they you to show me, Jeff. I right, really they, uh, shut up. They were uh, they incorporate a choir in there, but also a really good rocker in uh, That Was Yesterday. I thought it was a great song. Yeah, it's not a bad song. I, I think I think it's really good. And then in '87, their last album with uh, Lou Graham. Uh, and had a, a, the hit song on it, the album title escapes my head, but it was called uh, Say You Will. And then, you know, they wind up bringing in uh, Kelly Hansen, who's been in the band basically since the 90s and has played to, to this day. And gonna do, they're going to be touring this summer with, um, I believe they're touring with Sticks. I think it's going to be them, Sticks, yeah. and maybe like someone like Loverboy. This well, I know that Lou band. Graham is actually going to be performing with uh, Brett Michaels this summer. That's right. <laughs> and that's going to be great. It's going to be uh, Brett Michaels. It's going to be Lou Graham. It's going to be Dee Snyder. Yeah. It's going to be the lead singer in Saliva. And then there some rotating bands. That's going to be a great show this summer. But yeah, I, I, it's it's a shame. It's a travesty uh, that Farna is not in, in the Rock and Roll fam, fame and has not been considered until this year i don't listen I, i'm not a huge fan okay i'm not a huge fan. you don't like the, the songs i just mentioned you don't yeah, like those but, songs but yeah they're okay but the, they're not like breakouts to me you know like i'm not gonna go ever down it's not a breakout song i'm not gonna say hey you know i need some new music on my phone let me go put some foreigner on it it's never gonna <laughs> you know never gonna happen uh, I don't know. I, I don't see them in the Hall of Fame, to be honest. I think there's a lot of bands from that era that are really, really good. And I think this is really more of a personal thing for you that, but instead of a, a quality thing. I no, I well, first of all, I think the quality is there. Second of all, part of it is I don't like the politics of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that, that you'll have, you'll keep the politics because someone has a beef with somebody and they're going to keep them out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when the music is undeniable. And then they're going to let somebody as frivolous, you know, who, who shouldn't be like, how the hell is, uh, is Peter Frampton, Ozzy and Farner not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at this point, but Missy Elliott is? Go fuck yourself. There's no way that should be happening. There's tons of people that are like that. And we could have a whole episode about that as well. Yeah. You know, that, that could be a future episode when we don't have a when we don't have a riveting guest from <laughs> Bald from Staten Island who bails. Maybe we can just uh pick that instead. <laughs> the only good thing is I know he's not gonna be listening to this show. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a shit if he is. Get ahead, uh, Sean. You're number one. No, you already said my number one was Mariah Carey. You have another uh, pick here? Uh, no, my picks are done because Your I picks have are, are done. I, all right. them all. So, I so picked your... four out of Jeff's five, and Adam picked all five out of Jeff's five. Who, yeah. who was who was the who was the one that you thought I picked that, that I wouldn't pick? That would, uh, that Oasis, pick. actually. You know something? I love Oasis. I, I figured that. I absolutely <clears throat> love them, but again, this was a tough list to kind of cut down on. Like, uh, an honest, I didn't pick who I really like. 
but I'm have, I would have a hard time, uh, two of them, I would have a hard time making uh, uh, an argument for at this point is Sade and Mary J. Blige. I love both of them. Um, if I had to pick one, I think I would have probably went with Oasis as as like my number six honorable mention pick. I think for me, I scratch off Mary J. Blige, Eric B. and Rakim, Foreigner, Peter Frampton, Sinead O'Connor, and Sade right off the list. You Were you debating uh, Tribe Cold Quest? You know, I did. Uh, I, I have in the past, actually, when it was a lot weaker of a, of a selection pool. But I think the selection pool was much, much more uh, diverse and warranted this year. Uh, and that's why I didn't even put them in my run. But th- they're such a brilliant band that crossed over so many genres. And they were so different than anything that was ever in, in hip-hop and R&B at that point. And I think at some point they will get in. But yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's this year. All right. This is what we've been waiting for. Okay. Because this guy can come from left field. This could this could be Eric B. Rakim. Yeah, or he, no joke. Or, 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 or he could say, hey, you know, you're right, Jeff, about Farna. Adam, who's your number one snub, you know, or number one pick for this year's uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, I'm going to disappoint. <laughs> it's Sinead O'Connor. No, I was going to say something about Sinead O'Connor. I, I think she's getting in because uh, of the death bump. I think... Uh, just because of that, I think that's gonna that's gonna get her in. But I, I mean, I had Ozzy at one. So really, yeah, I thought I, I mean, I think for even money, he's he's the one artist on here that I would be shocked if he wasn't picked this year. Well, this I think you are it, a strange fucking bird, Adam. You really, <laughs> are. but that's what's great about him. But is he the only artist? That all three of us said for sure on the list. Uh, we all definitely sure. had. I think. Or... Did you put Cool in the Gang, Adam? No, I did, did not have Cool in the Gang. Did we, Adam? Did you pick Cher? I picked Cher. I did and not. So, okay, so no Cher. I think uh, Ozzy's the only one that we all said. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling. You know, Ozzy. You know, has to get in. Yeah. But here's here's the thing, though. Does he go in solo? Or is he going with with his band? Like, does Randy Rhodes get inducted? No, as he well? goes in solo, one hundred percent. Do you think? Do you think now? Do you think that is because of uh, of uh, Sharon that she wants it just for? No, him? I don't think. I don't. I don't think you should do that. I think. I think if you're going to put some a, a solo artist in the Hall of Fame, you don't put their band in it as well. Well, with Pat Benatar, they put in Neil Geraldo because they repackaged it as as a fucking duo. Which is stupid. It's Pat Benatar. He's just the yeah, the album's never said and Neil Geraldo. Right. I don't I don't agree with that. I think that, that was more of a political thing. I really do. I don't I don't believe in that whole thing. I think if you're a solo artist and you go in as a solo artist, you don't have somebody else tagging along with you. Oh, okay. So this was an interesting list. Before we wrap it up though, you mentioned something about Nickelback back. Yeah. And there is a documentary coming out. Uh, about Nickelback. It's going to be in the theaters for only two days, and then I think it's going to go uh, on to streaming. And it's going to um, it's going to deal with all the blowback that Nickelback basically got for for no for no reason. And what was what was that first hit called? Uh, the first hit. How you remind me? No, how you remind me? I think that is the name of the documentary. And okay. kind of, and, and kind of they kind of, they talk about you know really the, a lot of the unwarranted. Chris, like them, I think a band like um, uh, what, what was that? Uh, Limp Bizkit, you know, like Creed, 
Yeah, Creed. Creed Roach. There's a lot Creed, of bands that fall. Creed's into. another one of these bands where it's just like for no reason. Everyone decides, you know, let's hate on them. You know, you always were this. I'll give Sean credit for this. Okay. He was always one of these guys that ignored the nickelback blowback and always said, I don't know, I don't get it. This is a great band. And you always went out and supported them. And let me tell you, man, their last album was my favorite album of 2021 by far. Get Rolling was a was a brilliant or 2022. It was a great record. Another one. They are they are a songwriting machine. Hmm. And people don't understand how hard it is to write one great song to make it to radio. That's why I always defend the one hit wonder. You still had one of them. Absolutely. You still yeah. had one. And this band has had probably two dozen like top 10 or top five modern rock radio hits. They are and honestly one of the best live rock bands you're ever going to see. I saw them uh, a couple times. I saw them last year or two years ago twice. And they were just, they blow the roof off anywhere they play. And do you guys get the, the Creed hate? Because, they, you know, songs like My Sacrifice are great. Arms wide open. I can't see people saying a little corny. But those guys rock. I saw them. Um, and Seven Dust opened up for them. Mm -hmm. um, so I go see Creed. They open up. You know the song If? Off oh, of the yeah. First album? yeah. Great song. That, it's a great song. Great Rocco. Great song to open with. Tremonti's playing on it is insane. Um I don't know how anyone could sit there and 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 say something like, "Oh, they're soft, they're soft, they're commercial rock." They're not. Here's you know? what it, here's how I describe it: You have these uh, rock guys that are these over testosterone, jacked up, fucking asshole rock guys, and they have their bands that they love. And then what happens is their girls like to listen to a certain. They want to try and be cool or whatever, and they want to try and support their their boyfriend or their husband or whatever. And they listen to some stuff too. Now this is the kind of stuff that they're listening to. They're listening to Nickelback. They're listening to Creed. They're listening to Shine Down. You know all these bands that you know a lot of dudes may not really think are really great rock bands, but because women are at these concerts, they get a bad rap for it. And that's stupid because there's all different types of rock. There's all different types of music. And these guys fall into the category of just doing really good modern radio rock. What do you think, Adam? Simple. You like Creed? <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't mind Creed. I think I'll, I'll probably go see them during this tour. I think they're... Um... I think they're touring with. Uh, I think it just announced a show at MSG. I with thought three doors down. Three, three doors three down, down right? yeah. yeah. And then, um, so I'll probably, probably go check and that Dirty out. Honey. Oh yeah, Dirty Honey's on that too. And Jeff, I forgot to tell you. Did you know they have a new album out? No, I did not. And no. it is fucking great. Yeah, they they really are a good band. I, they need to blow up a little bit here. I'm. I I have a feeling if they're, if they're the opener. They're gonna they're gonna surprise some people on that tour. That show I, is gonna go like this: one, two, three, four. That's wait, who, who's the fourth band on the show. So you got Dirty Honey, uh, Mammoth. Oh, Mammoth is on that. Yeah, same management. And then some of the shows flip flop. Dirty Honey with Finger Eleven. What do you think? Wait, what do you think? I, mean, I think we should go to that. Yeah, they're playing. Uh, I, I think it's in October. That show. Um, gotta look it up again, but. I think part of the Creed hate too was how cringy the videos were. Oh, they were really bad. They're really bad. I mean, he pulls himself out. He's in the boat and he pulls himself out of the water. 
Oh, it was yeah, horrible. They're, they're, it's it's kind of like watching the Titanic with, with a fucking rock song every single time. Ever those yeah. you, you are hundred percent correct. Those videos were atrocious. His hair was too perfect. You know, it was just perfectly flowing in the wind all the time. Like <laughs> that, I agree. Okay, so so if if that's why people hate Creed, well, not corn. Uh, Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit is the exact opposite of that. Is it just because Fred Durst was so arrogant and such an asshole? Is that why they got the blowback? Uh, no, because they the rap rock thing was kind of getting uh, accepted, you know, when you started with like Aerosmith and Run DMC and then Public Enemy with Anthrax. And then you had like the Judgment Night soundtrack, which was all rock and metal bands collaborating with hip hop and, and rap artists. And that was a huge monster soundtrack. And then these guys came along and you got to remember some parts of the 90s were not memorable. And there was a lot of that whole uh, backwards hat, baggy jeans. Uh, Corn doesn't get it. What's that? Corn doesn't get the blowback. Corn did. Corn did. Yes, absolutely. They they absolutely got a lot of shit too. There's a lot of bands who took a lot of a lot of heat in that era. But Limp Bizkit does not deserve to get the heat either. There's music for everything. Look, you freely admitted that Foreigner should have been the number one pick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class this year. We're it's not going to always agree long, on everything. It's long overdue. Band, but they're a good band. And that's what music is. It's subjective. So, yeah, you know what? Out of all those bands, guess one of the bands that I covered when I had my band? Limp Biscuit. We used to do break stuff out of all those bands. Good. And guess who else we covered? We covered Creed as well. So, yeah, these are bands that are have been around for and they got ridiculous heat for absolutely no reason. What are you going to say, Adam? I mean, I really, I, <clears throat> I liked Limp Biscuit with uh, $3 Bill and Significant Other. And I, I think I've said it before that Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavor of Water was probably one of the worst or most disappointing albums that I've bought. I, I that, that kind of turned me on them. I thought it was just such a horrible album. I don't think, I like Adam. He just stops. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> we're not prepared. We're thinking that there's a, we're just thinking that the train's just going to keep going. I, yeah, I think you got something else to go. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull it up on here. And oh, God, it's just such a fun. <laughs> you know, it, okay. So songs like Nookie, first of all, the title is disgusting. Give, get yourself a cookie and shove it up your A. Fuck, man. That's, your, yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. terrible. That's terrible. Terrible, but a song like Break Stuff is a great, great yeah. song. You know, uh, that that cover of Faith is great. Like that was that was really fun, fun stuff. I don't know, man. I I hate when people like just hate on a band just because it's the fashionable thing to do, and there's and they can't back up why. But the two bands that that really uh, get to me is the Nickelback, Blowback. And the Creed, I think the, the they're two really strong bands with great players, and there's no reason for it. And it just goes to show they're still playing these 20,000 seat theaters and amphitheaters, and they're selling them out. Creed already sold out PNC. Do you know that? Yeah, well, I could see that. You I know, could see 15, that. Fifteen thousand people, and they sold it out already. So yeah. there's something to say for it, and there's something to yeah. say for their fans as well. Well, I think Fred uh, uh, Limp Biscuit played MSG last year. Yeah, as a headliner. 
yeah, I think there were. I think there was. Uh, there were the headliner. Yeah, they were. They were headlining it. it there was maybe five or six bands, but there's still the demand. There's still the demand there for for Limp Bizkit. There's still the demand for Creed. Because the people who liked them in the late 90s are now my age who can afford to spend $200 and go see them in MSG. And that's why they're playing these these places like that. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll do an episode coming up, but uh, I have a feeling that this summer is going to be one for the ages. I think oh, yeah. Be, Concert-wise, I th- absolutely. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of these really great package tours. Some of them have already been announced. Um, I think they're, they're going to see bands playing venues that you're like, wow, I can't believe they actually play in there. Um, I think there's going to be so many shows. Um, it's it's going to be great. I think lock up, get ready. This is going to be a great summer. I think so concerts. too. And Jen, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Lopez just announced some some shows too. And actually, oh shit, really? Wow. Okay, I may be busy that day. Adam, any excited to see Jennifer Lopez at all? <laughs> Jenny you know, she is Jenny from nope. yeah, Jenny from the Vlog. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was going to say, you know. Um, Hootie and the Blowfish, they're yeah. another band that gets hated on, and they sold out uh, MSG multiple nights. I think it was uh, a year or two ago. Yeah. Sold them a few PNC years ago. Good, yeah. Great. They're, they're doing great uh, they're doing PNC with Collective PNC, Soul. Yep. That's a show that I am definitely going to be at. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. Um, I did not know what to expect when I went to go see Hootie and the Blowfish. You know, Terry and I were in in connecticut and we had decided to stay over i think i was doing shows there that weekend and we just said let's make a long weekend of it the sunday uh but we were supposed to leave we were like you know what hooting the blowfish are playing we'll, we'll go and then we'll leave after the concert um uh, it was them and uh who's that bad naked ladies and we yep. both like bad naked ladies and we're like listen if hootie sucks we'll leave early and hootie comes on they open up with uh, a one step i think it's called you know, uh, I forget. It's off the first out. I was like, "What a great opener!" Anyway, it just just they were really good. You knew more more songs, and he does a couple of his own songs like "Wagon Wheel," which I thought was like really good in concert. You know, very very surprising. Um, yeah, that's another band that for some reason because it has a dopey name, Hootie and the Blowfish. I think a lot of the bands I, are people are very critical of music between ninety five and ninety nine. And I think it's a great genre. I really do. And a lot of there's so many bands that came out from that era that are finally starting to get their flowers at this yeah. point. And I think they deserve it. And, you know, you mentioned all the bands right away. You know, all these bands are definitely going to uh, at some point be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think I think you'll see Nickelback. I think you'll see Creed. I think you'll see Hootie and the Blowfish. You won't see them right away. But I think once the, the big heavy hitters are finally all in and they have to start making up a new crop of people these people are going to be on the list. Well, we ju- we just gave our list, and it'll be interesting to see. When do they make this announcement? Uh, a couple of days ago. No, when do they make the announcement? Who's getting in? Oh, uh, a couple. I think it's a few months from now. It's yeah, and they usually, at the uh, right be- before Labor Day, they do have the concert, and they induct the people, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so that should be coming out soon, and we'll, I'm sure once that list is announced, and if all our nominees aren't on here, we'll all kind of like, you know, we'll talk about that as well. Well, do you guys All want right. to know the uh, fan picks right now, where the fan voting is at? Sure. sure. All right. Can I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's. I'm going uh... I'm 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 to guess the top three. Okay. I think number one's going to be um, Ozzy. Yep. And by think... a huge margin. Okay. Too. I think number two is probably going to be Mariah Carey. Nope. Okay. Is it, is Farner or Peter Frampton in their top three? 
you got the uh, number two, number three. Okay. It's uh, Peter Frampton and Corner Three. Oh, there we go. How about that? All right. Once in a while, <sighs> I know what I'm talking about here, Sean. Yeah, not today. Tell you me. don't. Yes, that's interesting. So the fans are voting in order: uh, Ozzy, Foreigner, Peter Frampton. But you know what? The fan vote really has very little to do with who's going in. We've it, seen well, this. Well, no, they do. They do. They've pushed a couple in. They've put. They have definitely yeah, pushed yeah. a couple in. Yeah. It's well. Listen, before anyone, before any of these people get in, you know, Maiden needs to get in. Mm-hmm. We do. <laughs> They're not on the list, so they can't get nominated. So. Well, they were on the list last year, and they nominated some and put in some horrific acts that shouldn't be in before Maiden. And okay, that, that's where I think we'll end this show. I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. Uh, I want everybody who can to get out to Grantville, Pennsylvania, to the Uh, Laughing Stock Comedy Club. Uh, Jeffrey was nice enough to let me close the show out on Friday. We had a great time. And then Saturday, uh, I was very pleased after my other gig. I stopped in and I was very pleased to see that not only was the room that I was in completely sold out, they had to break the wall down. And open up the room and double the room. You had 128 people at this comedy club. It is a great club. As much as I consistently break this man's balls, uh, he is running a great club with our friend Rich Garucci. And if you can get out there, please get out there. It is right by her. It is 12 minutes from Hershey Park. You can go go to the Hershey store, buy enough shit, become a fucking diabetic, and then go and uh, <laughs> hang out and check a great show out there. Uh well worth the trip to get out there. Did you get any chocolate? Did you go to Hershey and get anything? I did. I bought some stuff, uh, sugar free, because I'm uh, I'm I'm melting away, Jeffrey. Good for you. Good for you being that diligent. Adam, you got to come out and like film some stuff. I know. I I, I definitely want to get out there. It's there's uh, a lot of only... craft breweries out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know it's not. A... It's not that far from Mechanicsburg either. They had that, that venue that you went to go see Ugly Kid Joe at. Oh yeah, it's not that far at all. I love Love Draft Brewery, which is which is yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. And you know what? We're getting some blowback because I think some comics that are playing your club are not playing another local club that's only fifteen minutes away from there anymore, which is fine by me. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, I'm not going to say it. No, no, you don't give me names. But what, what do you, there's what do you a mean club that? that's about fifteen minutes away from there that uh, is not accepting people's uh, emails anymore since they have been. Uh, working your club is that true yes i did not know that you're on the radar jeffrey you know what that's that's good to hear well you know if you look at our upcoming uh shows we do have some good stuff coming up we have uh reverend bob levy we have raymond the amish comic who usually does really well uh be- since that show from last night we've probably sold a, at least another 15 tickets for Joe Lolito, the uh, the, the puppet. Joe Lolito, the puppet. Joe Lolito, the puppet, coming up this uh, Saturday night. We have Chrissy Merrick uh, coming in. Uh, we have special uh, St. Patty's Day show with Sean Lynch, who a uh, famous guest from, ah. uh, from a week or so. You know, hopefully, he'll stay awake uh, during that performance. Uh, we have uh, we, we have some real we have a, a Vishnu Vaka who is really starting to blow up now. Um, he's he's going to be th- uh, there in April. We have Gaspari Randazzo, who's who's uh, blowing up and playing, you know, every big club in the country. And we're, we're, we're friends, and I'll be doing some shows with him in uh, April in Poughkeepsie and at the uh, Stress Factory. 
Uh, but he's coming up uh, in May, and we have some surprises down the road as as well. Um, but yeah, man, thank you. You got to tell me off air, you know, a little bit more about that. I did not know that was happening. All right, listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, subscribe, 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 subscribe. You know, it always helps us out a lot. Uh, follow Sean and support uh, uh, Adam and myself, and we'll catch you next time, everybody. Take care. Later.